If you would stand in honor of the Word of God. We're continuing our series that I started last week on fake news. Fake news. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 2. The Bible says, preach the Word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own, uh, to their own desires, because they have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn ears, their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you, Timothy, he says, this is the Apostle Paul, you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Amen. You don't have to turn there, but John chapter 14, verse number 6, something you're very familiar with. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. I want to talk to you on fake news and half-truths. Fake news and half-truths. Amen. There's a lot of half-truths out there. A lot of misinformation. A lot of disinformation. In fact, we are saturated with all kinds of information everywhere. Amen. I, I remember when we were a kid, you know, it was a thing in your household to have, you know, the Britannica Encyclopedia. How many ever had the whole set? You had like 180 books. How many ever that? Nobody buys them anymore because you got the internet now. Amen. But I want to talk to you about that. So let us pray one more time. I want to ask you if you would also join with me in prayer for um, a sister Allah, uh, that she is not well today. And um, we, we ask that, that God would heal her. Also for sister Selena and others. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bring before you our dear sister Allah. We're asking you right now, Lord, that your hand would go to her upon her sickbed, Lord God, and raise her up. Recover her now to the glory of God. Make her whole and heal her, Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray for Brother Danny's mother, Lord God. We pray for Selena, for Sister Arietta, Marcelo, Brother Joe. We ask you right now that you would go to each and every one. And let the healing balm of Gilead begin to flow with such power, with such, such virtue, Lord God, to cause them to, to rise even in the same hour that they would be healed in Jesus' name. And Lord, for your word here today, we thank you. We thank you for your word that we have it today. We ask you to speak to us once again. Open our hearts as you anoint your people and your servant in Jesus' name amen amen praise the name of the lord let's thank him one more time hallelujah glory to god glory to god thank you jesus amen amen god bless you you may be seated amen fake news it is it's one of those new terminologies that have propped up over in recent years uh, and other terminologies like new normal Virtue signaling, race baiting, uh, memes. I never ever heard the word meme. Growing up all my life, what, what's a meme? I never heard of those words, but 
uh, memes. I, I like watching them now. I like seeing them. I have somebody who sends me memes every single day. And, uh, and you know, they're, they're, they're really, most of the time, they're obviously, they're humorous. They're often enlightening. But you got to be careful sometimes because there's so much misinformation. And that's what fake news is. is news that comes across as part of the, the, the media, uh, but it's, there's misinformation. There, there's disinformation there, particularly on the Internet, social media, and YouTube. Because anybody virtually can post things on there. And if it's on a website, if it's got nice writing, you can think that it's legit, okay, that somehow... It must be true. I want to show you uh, some, a few quotes from some famous men. Uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, said these words, if we can get that slide up. He said, if it is on the internet, then it must be true. And you can't question it. That's what Abraham Lincoln said that. Some are smiling. Some are like, yeah, big deal. N next slide, okay. Here's another one from Abraham Lincoln. The next slide, he, he kind of looks a little different here. He said, 90% of Einstein quotes are fake. <laughs> Believe me, because I'm Abraham Lincoln, and I cannot tell a lie. Okay, these are obviously memes that are, again, satirical. They're, they're uh, obviously fake, so obvious. Most people, of course, unless you have no idea who George Washington is or Abraham Lincoln, uh, or uh, Albert Einstein for that matter. And while most of this seems to be harmless satire and any misinformation, most people uh, quickly debunk them, particularly by you know, the decently intelligent and educated middle class, the masses, most of us. Okay? Yet this, the saturation of falsehood has created a society that is predominantly believing the truth is relative. Okay, I talked about this last week, that somehow truth is subjective. Uh, you know, uh, and of course, these, these questions and these uh, philosophies and ideas that are uh, prevalent in our world, you know, that ask the question, well, you know, what, what harm could it do? Besides, it's just, it's just thoughts. It's just words. What difference does it make? You're not, you're not getting a gun and killing somebody. It's just words. And you know, they'll say, your truth is your truth, and my truth is my truth, and uh, whatever you want to believe, even if, even if it's absurd, and, and uh, uh, even if it's crazy, even if it doesn't make sense, well, that's, that's, that's you, man. That you do you. You ever heard that? You do you. And, and that's all well and good. And, and of course, uh, you know, the attitude is, you know, as long as, just, just, as long as you don't hurt my feelings, just don't offend me. Okay, you, you can say whatever you want to do, just, just don't hurt my feelings. Just don't tread on my toes. But unfortunately, that that's become the mantra for this emerging generations at the expense of reality, at the expense of fact and truth. It has diminished the importance of objective and absolute truth, and it has become, truth has become secondary and subordinate to feelings and preferences or even this identity politics. Truth has become subjective and subordinate to, to what, what I feel. Can, can I just tell somebody that, that uh, for, if you get offended, that's your responsibility. Amen. 
People could say all things that they, they, they want to you, but whether you let it get to your heart and offend you is your problem. Amen. You, you know, I, I could have people come to me and tell me, well, we, we don't like your church. We don't like the way you preach and we don't like the way you dress and, and your hair is not that great. And I think, what? Are you serious? You got to be. I, I mean, I, I could ease. I could take that, internalize it and get offended by it. But can I tell you that, that it's up to me whether I allow it to seep into my spirit and begin to contaminate me with offenses and resentment and unforgiveness. Amen. So nobody can offend you without your permission. Amen. And the Bible says that they that love the Lord, they that love God and love his word, nothing shall offend them. Amen. Oh, can I talk to somebody right now? You've got to learn as a born-again believer, as a child of God. We're living in a world where Christianity is constantly being attacked. We are a soft target to the media. Amen. You notice that? We're the number one religion that always gets attacked and, and they'll always mock Christianity. They'll always put us down. Amen. And you can get offended and upset and bent out of shape about that. Or you can simply make up your mind and decide that, that I refuse to allow that offense to get into my spirit. Why? Because I've got a heaven to gain. Amen. Amen. Even if I don't have everything right in this world, I've got heaven waiting for me. I've got, I've got the, the glories and my rewards. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. So don't you be offended by the truth. Don't you be offended by the word. God has already warned us. Jesus already warned us in the gospel. He said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. What does that mean? Does that mean he's advocating violence? No, absolutely not. He said, if you're going to take up the sword, you're going to die by the sword. He said, I've come to not bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. He said, mother shall be against daughter and father against son what is he talking about he's not talking about violence or aggression but he's talking about the bible he's talking about the truth of the word of god that when you stand for truth oh i wish i had a few more that knows what i'm talking about when you stand for truth Amen. Not everybody's going to like it. Not everybody's going to be on your side. And can I tell you, even some of your family members are not going to stand with you. Oh, but you've got to stand on truth. Why? Because truth is a person. God's. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, I am the truth. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And I'm telling you, you can do whatever you want. You can ignore truth. And the Bible declares to sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. You want to know truth today? I've come to declare it. I know, well, well you know, well, that's pretty bold of you. Uh, you know, who do you think you are? Well, I'm declaring right now, truth is not found in the pages of social media, of fake book. It's not found in Madison Avenue, in those Hollywood movies, or Netflix. Truth is not spoken out of the mouth of the likes of Ellen and Oprah and all of these personalities. No, there is one truth. It's the word of God. And if you build your life upon his word hallelujah 
truth will always triumph you can do whatever you want to do with truth you can ignore it you can deny it you can hide it you can try to burn it you can try to kill it you can try to bury it but I'm telling you at some point or another truth is going to rise truth will always triumph hallelujah John chapter 18 verse 37 Pilate said these words. He said, Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? And Jesus, having been bloodied, having been beaten already and suffered the torture of the Roman persecutors, said to him, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness. There it is. I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Then Pilate said to him these words, and somebody may be asking this same question, what is truth? And when he heard this, watch this, when he heard this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him. As soon as he asked the question, he didn't even give Jesus a chance to answer the question. And it might be a question that you're asking, what is truth? I've come to declare the truth is in the person of Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come to the Father except by me. I've come to tell you today that God is the only way. He's the only truth. Oh, hallelujah. And you know what Pilate did? You know what the Jews and the Sanhedrin did with this truth? They took this truth and they nailed it to the cross. They put, they put nails through his hands and nails through his feet. They pierced his side and he died. And they buried him in another man's tomb. But three days later, what they thought they got rid of the truth. They thought the truth was now dead. It was now gone so that they could have their own truth. But all three Three days later, he rose. Truth rose up from the dead. You can't kill this truth. It will always triumph. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, I know I'm kind of repeating myself from last week, but, but, but this is my favorite topic. Why? Because the truth shall make you free. Oh, it's not music. It's not money. It's not medication. It's not building. It's not all of these wonderful things that we have. But one thing that will set you free, it's knowledge. He said, you shall know. It doesn't say you shall feel. It doesn't say you shall handle. It says you shall know. And when you've come to know the truth, it's going to set you free oh hallelujah bless the Lord amen truth is not relative it is a person amen when this truth came into this world it tried to bury it silence it but you can't you can't you know it's like, you know, you're swimming in the pool and you got that, that, that beach ball or something like that. You know, you ever try to put it, you know, the games we play as kids, we try to put it at the bottom of the pool and try to keep it there and hide it from, my, you know, from our friends. But if that, that ball is, is properly sealed and it's air in it, it's always got to pop up. It's always got to rise. That's the thing with truth. 
Amen. They might call you a liar. You might even go to prison for something that you didn't do like Joseph. He was thrown into prison, accused falsely on trumped up rape charges, that he, something that he didn't do. And he served there faithfully, even though it was unjust, unjust. Yet somehow, sooner or later, truth has got to come out. Oh, you build your life upon God's word. You align yourself to the truth of God's word. And I'm telling you, even though you may be misunderstood, even though you might be misaligned, even though you might be put down, I'm telling you, sooner or later, truth is going to triumph in your life. You stand on the side of truth. Oh, glory. Amen. Hallelujah. And what we have here today, the Bible, this book is the book of books. The Bible contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, the happiness of the believer. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, its decisions are immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be saved, practice it to be holy it contains light to direct you food to support you comfort to cheer you it's the traveler's map the pilgrim's staff the pilot's compass the soldier's sword and the christian's character here paradise is restored heaven is opened the gates of hell are disclosed christ is its grand object our good it's its design the glory of god its end it should fill the memory it should rule the heart it should guide the feet read it slowly frequently and prayerfully it is a mine of wealth a paradise of glory and a river of pleasure it is given to you in life and will be open to you in judgment and will be remembered forever it involves the highest responsibility it will reward the greatest labor and condemn all who trifle with its sacred content i'm telling you what we have the bible says god has preserved his word for us so that we come on let me tell you kings and kingdoms of god tyrants and civilizations have come and have gone but the bible is still the best-selling book it still stands to change the lives of drug addicts to change the lives of hopeless people of ex-drunks and of ex-alcoholics of ex-everything god's word yeah. hallelujah glory to god Come on, let me read something to you, Costa. He said, listen to this. Less than 1% of the New York Times bestseller list will last up to seven years. But the Bible is still the bestseller of all times. Amen. It has surpassed every bestseller in all of history. If it's Agatha Christie or J.R.R. Tolkien, it doesn't matter. God's word will forever. Amen. This one, brother. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the devil knows that. You know that, brother Cost? The devil realizes that. Here's what happened in church history. The more they threw the Christians in the Colosseums, the more they threw them to the lions to martyr them, to kill them, 
the more they multiply. The devil's first aim when Jesus was resurrected from the dead and the Spirit of God fell on that upper room on the day of Pentecost and in one day, the birth of the church saw 3,000 souls added in one day. That's the birth of the church. And from there, it began to spread with multitudes of people being added to the The Bible says he added to his kingdom every single day. Daily, somebody was getting born again. And the devil didn't like that. And what he thought, he'll snuff it out. He'll try to destroy it. He sent persecution their way. They stoned Stephen to death. You all remember that, right? But instead of shutting up the church, when Stephen was martyred, the church went out. They exploded beyond the walls and the limits of Jerusalem into the uttermost parts of the earth. Instead of seeing the, the church silenced and, and, and restricted and snuffed out, instead the church multiplied. It went throughout the entire world. Amen. Glory to God. There's, there's a wonderful book you got to buy. Brother Matt bought this. It's called, it's called the, the Book That Made Your World by, by Vishal Mangalwadi, an Indian missionary. And he traces the roots of how every, every aspect of our society today, including our judicial system, including our social welfare system, Every part of Western democracy today has been influenced by the Bible. It's the Bible that speaks to where we're living today. Great book. Yesterday we were, young Jade, she, she had a 21st birthday. And so beautiful. Her, her parents, you know, give her the key. You know, you get the key to, on the 21st birthday. They gave her the key, but also gave her a Bible. I, I thought that was beautiful. Instead of getting, here's your $500 voucher to go shopping. She'll probably get that too. But, but so here's a key to, 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 to the world, as it were. The, the world, as it were, is your oyster. To a new phase in your life. But remember, wherever you go in the world, here, here's, your, here's your roadmap. Here's the book to guide you. Hallelujah. If you want peace in your life. If you want wholeness, if you want joy, you don't have to chase those things in the world. You don't have to, to fling your whole life headlong in the pursuit of pleasure to find some semblance of happiness and joy. It's found in his word. It's found in his truth. Oh, I wish I had time. Glory to God. I've got to start wrapping this up. But, but Paul tells Timothy, he says, there's going to, be, there's going to come a time, the, the text that we read, where they will not endure sound doctrine. Doctrine. What is doctrine? Doctrine is, is basically a, a set of beliefs, a set of teachings. Our, our teachings about who God is, our teachings about salvation. And so when the devil understood that he couldn't, he couldn't snuff out this movement called Christianity, that the more he tried to kill them, the more they multiplied. Instead, he changes tactic. He changes his MO, his strategy, that instead of trying to kill the Christians... He said, no, that's okay. I'll, keep, I'll let them be Christians. But I'm just going to come in and start to weave into their doctrine some half-truths. That's what fake news is. Fake news is a lot of truth, but then there's just some a few untruths weaved in in there. There's some half-truths. Yes, it sounds, yeah, you know, when you first read the opening paragraph, yeah, that sounds genuine. That sounds true. 
But then if you, re you have to have your, your lenses on, you have to have your mind and be, be very alert with what you're reading because that's where some half-truths can come in. And a half-truth, brothers and sisters, is a full lie. Amen. A half-truth is not almost truth. It's not good enough. No, no, no. A half-truth is a full lie. Amen. And he would like to weave in. And that's what he has done over the last uh, 18, 1700 years uh, when he stopped persecuting them and he made them a church, a, a state religion. And he started to weave in to their teachings uh, a certain untruths, uh, certain doctrines that were not right. Amen. I've got to hurry. I've only got a couple of minutes right now. But here, here's one of the things that he says that maybe is you've heard this fake news is that doctrine divides that somehow doctrine divides doctrine does not divide if there's ever a time in these last days in our world that is right now is saturated with the doctrines of devils the apostle says it's right now and many Christians, even other well-meaning Christians, will say, oh, we should do away with doctrine because it's divisive. It causes disunity. Let's not talk about doctrine. Let's not talk about teaching. Yeah, we're all Christians. And again, I'm not saying, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying we put people down or that we're better than others. No, no. But I want you to know that there is a way. The Bible says that the path to everlasting life, it is narrow. It is straight and the gate is narrow. And, and there's, there's a truth that you've got to follow. Amen. Amen. And like I said, it's the sword sometimes that divides. But it's not us that divides. The sword, the word of God can divide because they will not accept what you're saying. And they will be offended. Can I, can I tell you, if somebody shows me something in the Bible that, that I have not seen, I would like to think that I would be open to learning some new teachings that's what that's what i would like to think that i wouldn't be so closed and filled with any arrogance or pride that i couldn't learn anything in fact you know when the young people got up here my prayer was god speak to me through this young person I know they, they haven't, they, they're not used to preaching. They're not used to speaking. Maybe they haven't been walking with God for, for as long as I have. But I, I'm telling you, I could still learn something from somebody. God is no respecter of persons. He will use any vessel. He, used a, he can use a donkey to speak to somebody. He can use a stuttering old man to deliver an entire nation to speak to Pharaoh. He can use a shepherd boy to destroy a giant. Amen. He can use any young person. Amen. So don't close your heart off. Don't close your mind off from hearing to say, God, your prayer ought to be, God, speak to me through this person. Open my eyes. Open my heart. Don't let me be filled with pride and arrogance that I can't receive anything. Amen. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand something here today. The doctrine saves. The, the doctrine is so crucial. Well, watch this. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. 1 Timothy 4 and 13, he says, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. 
Neglect not the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them, that your profiting may appear to all. And watch this, verse number 16. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine, the teaching of Scripture. Continue in them, for in doing this, you shall both save yourself and them that hear thee. Amen. You know, we, we, we could probably fill up this church when all of these pandemics open and say, uh, you know, well, we, you know, you can do and believe whatever you want. You just come in and, and be a part of us and, and, you know, whatever. If you want to believe in Jesus, that's fine. If not, you can just enjoy. We can find all kinds of strategies and mechanisms to be able to please people. But Paul already warned us that there's going to be teachers with itching ears that will just tell you what you want to hear. Amen. There's some folks today, I know there's none here today, but there's some folks who, who just go around looking at hopping at churches, do church hopping and, and, and preacher hopping and, and looking for all kinds of preachers that will make them feel good, that will tell them what they want to hear. Amen. Come on, somebody. There's coming a time where false teachers that I, oh, I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Brother Roy, if you want to have a million dollars, oh, I'm the preacher for you. We believe that you're going to have a million dollars. Hey, you just keep paying me your tithes, okay? You just keep, yeah, we, we, can, we can have, we can start teaching all kinds of stuff. Amen. But let me tell you that we, it's the doctrine of the apostles. The Bible says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Amen. That if the apostle Peter was alive, today if the apostle paul was here right now preaching on this pulpit i hope and pray that i would be preaching exactly the same message oh hallelujah it's the truth that will set you free it's not feelings it's not how good the music is it's not how expensive the building or how much parking the church has that's not what's going to save you what's going to save you is the truth of the word of god Hallelujah. When they asked Bobby Wendell, she was a missionary to Ethiopia, and Ethiopia had a massive revival, hundreds and thousands in one conference getting receiving God. And she, they asked Bobby Wendell, they asked her, what is the secret to the revival in Ethiopia? And she said three words, doctrine, doctrine, doctrine. Amen. Can I tell you it's the truth of God's word? that will save you and I hallelujah here's, here's my I've got to hurry I know you guys got lunch 10 30 okay I've got a couple of minutes Amen. there's a story in Acts chapter 13 where, where Paul I don't have time to go into this one the last thing is a fake news that's being propagated in the world today it's called easy believism Easy believism. And of course, it, it comes from Ephesians chapter 2. And I want to do a little quick Bible study right now. I promise I won't, I won't go over an hour, an hour more from here. <laughs> Ephesians 2 and 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. People take this text and say, we're just saved by grace. That's it. Through faith. I just got to believe. And that's it. And then I just go on home. 
You know, they're just like would often tell us, you know, they had, they had drive-through, even recently, you know, with the pandemic in the United States, they had drive-through church. And you drive, you just drive, you don't have to get out of your car. You can have church. You watch the drive-in, and, and the preacher would say, well, if you, if you want to accept Jesus in your heart, uh, uh, just flick your lights. So flick the lights. You're saved. Let's go home. And that, that's, I mean, you know, I'm not having to go with people about that. That's, but, but that's not in the Bible. Except Jesus in your heart. Uh, yes, that, that would be a good thing, but it doesn't stop there. Because then you have to go to Luke chapter 13, where he says, I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Oh, we got that up there? Except you repent. And we have those who say, well, it's, it's just by, by grace alone, by faith alone, and by Christ alone. And that, that sounds nice. But, but here's what 2 Peter chapter 3 says. Verse number 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish. He doesn't want anyone to perish, but that all should come to repentance. And, and may I ask, whose responsibility is it for repentance? Ours. So it's not just grace. It's not just faith. Faith, again, is a work that we do. That's our responsibility. You've got to believe. But it also says repentance. Otherwise, let's just rip out this page in the Bible. Let's rip out Luke. Let's rip out most of the book of Acts. Because Acts 2.38, when, when they said to Acts 2.37, when they said to Peter, men and brethren, what shall I do to be saved? What shall I do? Here's what he said in Acts 2.38. He said, repent. Hang on a minute, Peter. Uh, Paul says in Ephesians that it's just faith. You can't do works. That doesn't make sense. Listen to me. You, you can't just believe in half of it. You, you, you've got to have all of it. It's the whole gospel. Yes, we've got to have faith. Yes, it's by the grace of God. But it says you've also got to repent. Otherwise, you will perish. What's repentance? It means to change your mind. It's very simple. It's not hard. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know how it is to change your mind. And my favorite, my, my, my favorite illustration is I always love to talk about food. Is is my favorite is you go to you're, you're planning to go to McDonald's, but then you change your mind because it's Sunday, it's special, so you go to KFC. You change your mind. That's what repentance means. I said, okay, well, I repented. Is that enough? Well, well let's, let's, let's look at the Bible. Let's see what else scripture says. Mark 16, 16. He that believes and is baptized. Okay, so you got to believe, but you also got to be baptized. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Baptism is also essential for salvation. Watch what, what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse number 20. He said, when, uh, wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. Talking about Noah. Amen. Noah, I thought it was the ark that saved Noah. Noah was the water that saved Noah. And then it says, the like figure, whereunto the same way, the same manner, even baptism does also now save us. Not putting away the filth of the flesh. You're not having a bath. We're not, we don't give you a soap and a loofer and you scrub yourself in the water. No, it's the washing away of your sins. Hallelujah. You've got to take 
the whole gospel not just half of it and then it doesn't stop there then it says you have to receive you will receive the gift of the holy ghost let's go back to acts 238 when you repent of your sins you're baptized in jesus name your sins are washed away and then you will receive the gift of the holy ghost and you need the Holy Ghost in order for you to go to heaven because the scripture Paul tells us that if you have not the Holy Spirit, you are none of his. That you don't belong to him. But you need the Holy Ghost. You need it all. I'm sorry, you need the whole enchilada as they say. You can't just take a half truth. You can just take a, a partial truth. You've got to have it all. Amen. And after you've been born again of the water and of the spirit, then you will walk in endurance and, and in sanctification as God transforms your life. Amen. Musicians, come. Give them some, some hope. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's what he told Timothy. He says, but you be watchful in all things. Endure. He said, you got, you got to be watchful. You've got to know what, what's coming. Not, not everything on YouTube is real, right, folks? Not everything that you see on, on, the, in, on Google is, is truth. It's fact. Here's another one of those new terminologies. Fact check. I think Donald Trump popularized that. <laughs> go, go fact check what he said. <laughs> Not everything you see is truth. But when you see the truth, when you find the truth of God's word, it, it's, it's in the Bible. It's in his word that will bring salvation to you. God told King Saul, go to the Amalekites, kill every single one of them, from the king to all their cattle. Saul was already rebellious in his heart. He goes, they, they defeat the Amalekites, but instead of annihilating the entire race that will forever, forever become a plague to Israel, maybe even now. He, he, he kept the king alive and he kept all the loot, kept all the, the cattle because it would made him richer. And when the prophet, the man of God came to, came to Saul and said, well, did you do what you were telling? He said, yeah, I did what the, what the Lord commanded me to do. Yes, it was a half truth. He did beat the Amalekites, but he left out the fact that he did not destroy this entire evil race of people, evil tribe. I know that sounds cruel. That's a sermon for another time. But uh, if anybody had a right to pronounce judgment, it was God. And because he lied, the Bible says God rejected him. Because he said, yes, I did it. He had a half-truth. God rejected him. And you know what? He would eventually be killed. Guess by who? By an Amalekite. Same guys that he was supposed to destroy eventually killed him can i oh, that's a whole nother sermon what you don't conquer in your life what you don't cut the head off it could eventually kill you but instead god found somebody who would replace him a young man who was out in the sheepfold looking after his daddy's sheep he wasn't even invited for the anointing he was just you know the runt of the family he was looking after 
uh, he wasn't even invited. But God, the Bible says that God chose a man after his own heart. And that even when he, nobody would recognize him, even when nobody gave him a chance, yet God said, That's, there's, there he is, that's the one. Why? Because God saw his heart. God saw what was inside of him. And he's a heart, where, a heart that will not be offended by the truth. A heart that would be open when God rebuked him for his sin. He fell to his knees and said, God save me. Hallelujah. It's time for us today, folks, to open up our heart to the truth of God's word. Would you stand? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. If you have not made your peace with God, maybe you believe, but you've not repented. Maybe you've repented and you've not been baptized in Jesus' name. Perhaps you've been baptized already in Jesus' name and, and yet you don't have the Holy Spirit yet. I promise you that God will give you all of these things if you're willing to make a stand, to take the next step. If there's still something holding you back, you can take the next step to have the, the whole gospel. To be born again, not just of water or not just of spirit, of the spirit, but both water and the spirit. If you've not been filled with the Holy Ghost, you can receive this wonderful gift. Or perhaps you've, you've had it and perhaps you've been struggling and maybe you've not endured in certain areas of your life. God can restore you to here today. Would you lift up your voices right now in prayer in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word here today. I thank you for your promise. Thank you, Lord, that you have opened the door for us to know the whole gospel, to know what it means to be saved. Lord God, and not just taking partial truth or some of the truth, but Lord, we would be open and willing to receiving all of God's truth, both in your word and the truth that's in our lives today. So God, have your way in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I want to open just for a few moments, for a few minutes. I'm not going to take too long, but I'd like to invite you to come to this altar and spend some time with the Lord. Perhaps you need to take that next step. Or maybe the endurance part has been a child, a challenge for you. It's time for us, an opportunity to respond to his word. If you need the gift of the Holy Spirit, God can give you this gift. He can fill you with his Holy Spirit. If you simply want to repent, now is your opportunity to come as I open up this altar to anyone that would like to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.